This is Pastor Andrea Ellis, and I just want to personally welcome you to the Destiny Faith Church podcast. I'm so happy you're with us today. I trust the word of God will inspire you. So please open your heart and enjoy the word. Purposefully, recognizably, you, brand. Spanking has reference to dashing, exceptional, remarkable, striking, dis- Ooh, I timed that distinctive, quick, swift, and vigorous. New has reference to fresh, not used before, never seen before, renovated, the opposite of all, modern, novel, just brought into being. It also has reference to now, if it's not now, then it's not say. Now has reference to instantly, immediately, straight away, once at once, in no time flat, promptly, momentarily, pronto, chop, chop. Year, first in time, beginning of a new time, beginning of a new season. Listen to me. You get a full round of seasons. This is be- the beginning of your full new round of seasons and this is your fresh start what needs a fresh start what needs a new start what needs a never been used start before your marriage your relationship your mind your emotions your finances mental physical or spiritual brand spanking new are you listening to me Somebody needs a revelation from the Lord that it's not what it was. It's not what it was. I'm going to take you back to Luke just for a moment, and then we're going to close out. I'm going to give you some principles, and then I'm going to close out for today. Oh, hallelujah to the most high God. I've been chewing on this for some days now. And this is how the Lord gave it to you. If we go back to Luke chapter 5. I'm paraphrasing it because we already talked about it. Come on, don't, don't, don't let your expectation go down because I'm still talking to you. Uh, because it's not what it was. We saw that the multitude had pressed about in Luke chapter 5. I'm going to read it down. Can I just read it down real quick? And then we're going to just discuss it and we're going to be out of here in just a few moments. Oh, hallelujah. Luke 5, I'm reading 1 through 11. I could keep going, but I'm just going to read 1 through 11. It says, so it was as the multitude pressed about him to hear the word of God. That is what we need to do in this new season. You got to press about him to hear the word. This is the season where we've got to time ourselves on social media and TV and movies and things like that. And you've got to be in a press about hearing the word. Listening to the Bible, reading the Bible, listening to sermons, listening to messages. You've got to be about listening to the word of God. Here's the thing I told you last year. Get the purpose for whatever it is you believe in God for. When you get the purpose of it, when you get the purpose of it, you need the word on it. Get the purpose for it and then get the word on it. So listen to the word on that situation, on that particular thing. Get the word on it and listen to it over and over and over again. If you want to be a wife, then find out what is the purpose of a wife. 
You want to be a husband? What is the purpose of a husband? You want to have a business? What's the purpose of having a business? Whatever that situation is, whatever that thing, you want a better marriage, find out what is the purpose of a marriage. Find the purpose of it, then put the word on it and listen to the word over and over and over until it's second nature to you. Until you can't be talked out of it. Till the devil can't lie to you no more. Am I making faith? anybody about it. It said, till he stood by the lake of Genesaret, and he saw two boats standing by the lake, but the fishermen had gone out from them and were washing their nets. And he had got into one of the boats, which was Simon's, and he asked him to push out a little bit from the land, and he sat down, and he taught the multitudes from the boats. This is what the rabbis did anyway. And when he had stopped speaking, or when he had stopped teaching, he said to Simon, launch out into the deep and let down your nets with an S on it for a catch. You can't invest into the kingdom of God without the Lord returning it back to you. Multiply many times over. But Simon answered and said to him, Master, we have toiled all night and caught nothing. Nevertheless, at your word, I will let down the net. And when he had done this, they caught a great number of fish, and their net was breaking. So they signaled to their partners and to the other boat to come and to help them. And they came and they filled both the boats so that they began to sink. And when Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees, saying, Depart from me, for I'm a simple man, O Lord. For he and all who were with him were astonished. Astonished at the catch of fish which had taken, which they had taken. So they also, so also were James and John, the sons of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon. And Jesus said to Simon, Do not be afraid. From now on, you will catch men. So when they had brought their boats to the land, they forsook all and followed him. So we see what happened. Jesus had came and he was teaching. People were pressing him because they wanted the word so bad. They pushed him all the way to the brink of the Sea of Galilee. And he, the, in other words, the Lake of Genesaret, same thing. And he got he had to get into the boat and push back from the shore so that the people can see and could hear him teaching the word. The multitudes came. I'm calling for that again. I'm calling from a re, for a revival from the north, the south, the east, and the west. I'm calling for a revival in Lansing, Grand Blanc, Pontiac, Sterling Heights, Mount Clemens, Port Huron, and Sarnia, Canada, in Jesus' name. He began to teach, and when Jesus taught, revelation came. While Jesus was teaching, Simon was washing his net. He was washing his net because he had worked a double the night before. He said he had toiled all night long and caught nothing. I wondered why did he have to wash his net? They washed the net because the net would have an odor. That net would catch debris, sand, rocks, gravel, uh, um, fit, uh, fish that wasn't edible, all kinds of trash would be caught in the net. So they would have to take off. It was a painstaking process to wash the net, to have it prepared for a later time of fishing. So when he told Jesus that he had toiled all night, 
That meant he had labored. He had worked hard. He had exerted strength with pain and fatigue of the body, pain and fatigue of his mind, persistent effort. He had struggled. He had grinded to the point of sweating till his body was aching and he was mentally exhausted. He had toiled all night and all he had caught was trash. All he had was debris. All he had in his net was stuff that would not make sense, would not catapult him into the future that he was believing God for. So what this led me to believe was when Jesus was teaching, whenever the word of God goes forth, there should be a demonstration of the preached word that has gone forth. Whenever the word of God goes forth, there should be a demonstration of the preached word. So he preached the word. Now Jesus is given an opportunity of a demonstration of the word that had been preached. So it doesn't say what Jesus had preached, but it does show what the demonstration was supposed to be. But it leads me to believe that Peter was frustrated because he said, I did this before. I did this as early as last night. And I did it all night. I'm the fisherman, you the carpenter. The best time to fish is at night. And I did it. And I did it last night. And I did it all night. So while Jesus was preaching, I believe that Peter might have been a little bit frustrated. And how many of us have listened to a rich word from heaven through frustrated ears? Frustrated ears frustrates your faith. Because he still did have a little bit of faith because he said, nevertheless, I'm going to do what you told me to do. He did have faith to be partially obedient. He said, you said it, Jesus, I'm going to let down the net. I ain't trying to let down all of these nets. You don't understand how hard I worked to clean up, how much debris I really took care, how I cleaned all of these nets. But I will let down a net. This leads me to believe that when we listen to the word from a place or a position of frustration, how it short circuits our faith and it short circuits the harvest from the faith that we're supposed to get. And this is what I was thinking about. He only let down a net. And the, the, the net was so full with fish, he had to call his partners with the S on it. And they came, and everybody's boats began to sink. I read somewhere that it was four tons of fish. Four tons of fish in one net. How much fish was Jesus trying to give them? 
even though he was frustrated, Jesus was trying to help him to see it's not what it was. He was making everything brand spanking new. And oh, what a difference a day makes. The songwriter said it this way. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. He went from lacking in an empty net to a mega net to to the degree that he could retire. It said they pulled up to land and they forsook all. They made enough money in fishing one day with one net that they all could retire. They all walked away from their occupation and didn't have to go back to fishing for fish anymore. Now they were fishing for men. Now they were living as full-time evangelists preaching the word of God. But this is what I thought was so interesting. It says that they were astonished. They were astonished, which means they believed that Jesus could do it, but frustration didn't let them believe that he would do it this time. For them. But even in their frustrated situation, Jesus still wanted them to know it's not what it was. I'm here to, oh, Shana Mahata, I'm here to encourage somebody's faith today. It's not what it was. I know you may have been frustrated. I know you may have been mentally exhausted. I know you may have been tired in your mind and in your body. I know you may have tried it over and over and over again. But this, the difference in it this time is Jesus was in the boat with him. And oh, what a difference a day makes. It says... They were astonished at the catch. Astonished means amazed. A sudden, overpowering surprise. They were flabbergasted. They were blown away. This is my favorite definition. You can knock them over with the feather. They were so overwhelmed at what Jesus did. Listen, last night was one thing. But oh, what a difference a day made. Today, you can knock him over with a feather. He toiled all night long. He was frustrated, halfway listening to the preached word of God. And now you can almost knock him over with a feather. Here's what I need you to get a revelation of. I told you this coming into 2022, and I'm telling you the same thing coming into 2023. This is your year of pour. You've got to be poured into so that you could pour out of. 
keep trying to pour out of an empty vessel. You got to be poured into so you can pour out of. Pour is my acronym for prioritize, organize, utilize, and revitalize. Number one, prioritize. You got to set up your 2023. You got to set it up. You got to tell 2023 what it's going to be. So I'm commissioning you, I'm commanding you, I'm admonishing you to take two or three days to pray about it, to think it through. And don't make it a, a strong task. Enjoy this time. Laugh and smile while you're thinking about it and jot down your thoughts and write it down in your journal. Don't make it a difficult task. This is what you do. Write a vision statement, number one. Write down your core values, number two. Write down your mission statement. Number three. Number four, take the limits off. What did I say? Take the limits off. What did I say? Take the limits off. Then set some goals. Set some big goals. Set some big goals. And then number seven, put some baby steps in between. Some baby steps to accomplish the big goals. So you got some big goals but then maybe have some weekly goals or some monthly goals or some bi-weekly goals to encourage your faith to get to the big goals. Then the next part, organize. You got to organize and control your thought life. Don't let your thoughts be all over the place, just all over the place. You can't be just all, all over the place, starting this and starting that, and then you're not accomplishing anything. Organize your thoughts and put them in order so that you know how to manifest some things. Here's the thing. Your thoughts are practice runs for manifestation. Your thoughts are practice runs for manifestation. I'll say it one more time. Your thoughts are practice runs for manifestation. That's your good thoughts and your bad thoughts. So don't forget, you've already shattered patterns, so don't go back and pick those patterns back up because they're practice runs for manifestations. You gotta get it together or you're gonna get got together. See it and see it clearly. So organize your home, organize your office, organize your room, organize your car. Come on, or get your car organized and get your closet organized. Now, this might take the, for the rest of the month to do it, but set a goal because we're, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, so we're taking steps. We're taking steps to get it done. The you, utilize. Use what you have. Use what you have. You don't have to go buy all this new stuff. Use what you have. Don't go broke trying to buy all these planners and all this stuff for all these organizational tools that you're not gonna use. Use what you have. What you have is enough to get started with. Just get started. Remember, God gives you more on the way than when you, when you begin. And then trust God to lead and guide you and carry you through. And then number four, revitalize. Revise, restore, and recommit. Listen to me right here. Recommit to your family. Recommit to yourself. Recommit to your church. But most importantly, recommit to God. Stop giving God the leftovers. Recommit to show up to church on time. Recommit to give your whole tithe. 
Recommit to serve on a level that you haven't served at. Don't let the pandemic take you, take you out of how you used to serve. Recommit to God. Don't forget that while men slept, tears grew with the wheat. And remember, the wheat and tear grow together, and you can't tell which one is which until the tears are completely toxic, too toxic to do anything with. Stop being so sluggish and letting the enemy lull you to sleep because he is robbing you of your productivity. If you have to go to bed early, go to bed early. Go to bed early. Put the, put the word of God on. Listen to pray song. Pray, into, pray for people. Pray for me if you don't have nobody to pray. Pray for me. Pray till you fall asleep. You don't have to listen to, you don't have to scroll on your phone. Listen to me. Put your phone in its proper place this year. Don't let your phone rob you of your productivity. Put your phone aside. If you have to buy you an old school clock so you can look over and see what time it is, buy an old school clock. Don't let your phone rob you of your time. So I told you this is your season to pour, and then let me remind you this last thing as I let you go today. You are today who you have settled for. You've become who you've settled for. No longer settle because you don't have to. Remember, God made all things new. Brand spanking new. Unused, never used, never seen before. That includes you. There's so much more to you than what meets the naked eye. Listen to me, and you know it. There's so much more to you, and you know it. Isn't there more to you? There's so much more to you. Don't settle for who you've always been. What was is not still. Today, God has made all things new. You're not common. You're not mediocre. You're not average. You're not regular. I told you this on New Year. I'm going to tell you again today as I get ready to close. You like to travel. Why? Because you're supposed to travel. You like nice things, not because you're bougie, but because you're supposed to have nice things. God wants you to have nice things. God does not want things to have you. He wants you to have things. He doesn't want things to have you. Listen to me right here. You love love. Why? Because you're supposed to have love. You're supposed to live in the best, drive the best, own the best, experience the best, give the best, and introduce others to the best. Why? Because you're the best. I told you you're the best. Remember, I told you the definition for you being the best doesn't mean you're better than everybody else. It means that when God made you, he made you his masterpiece. You're his custom design. He didn't create any. You're so perfect to God. He does. Nobody else even have your, your fingerprints. Nobody else even have your same dental records. Nobody else have your same pupils. Nobody else have the same DNA that you have. That's how precise you are 
God made you the best. High caliber, high quality, excellent, suitable, desirable, leading, outstanding, terrific, cool, first class, and great. So you say it out of your mouth. Say, I'm the best. Now this time, say it like you're convinced about it. I'm the best. Best again is high caliber, highest quality, excellent, suitable, desirable, leading, outstanding, terrific, cool, first class, and great. Ephesians 2 and 10 says, For we are his workmanship, his own masterwork, a work of art created in Christ Jesus, reborn from above, spiritually transformed, renewed, ready to be used for good works, which God prepared for us beforehand, taking paths which he set so that we could walk in them, living the good life, which he prearranged and made ready for us. So listen to me as I close. Let's not be like Peter, frustrated about what was. Because what was is not what it is today. Because oh, what a difference a day makes. Brand spanking new you in Jesus' name. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. To the most high God. Mm. Oh, hallelujah. I feel this prophetic flow coming, but I got to let you go. I feel this prophetic flow flowing in the name of Jesus Christ. I trust that word blessed your life. Thank you so much for tuning into our podcast. Don't forget to connect with us on Facebook and Instagram. And I want you to know that at Destiny Faith Church, we're more than a church, we're a family.